This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of May 30th, 2020. A 103-year-old COVID-19 survivor asks for a beer, gets a Bud Light. Untapped might be leaking national secrets. North Korea wants to know your check-ins. Hojicha, the other green tea. File your taxes and get a free case of Natty Light. But do you want it? All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. Let's get to the news. <laughs> All right. Though times are a little strange, many people are keeping positive by celebrating victories, big and small. Folks are having a virtual or having virtual birthday parties. Students are attending graduations online, and grandmas are enjoying the simple pleasures of drinking beer. Man, On not when- my grandmas. <laughs> On They're Wednesday- dead, but also <laughs> yeah, teetotalers. Mine's mine's hanging in there, but she she was well. I don't know. She smoked up until like five years ago. Uh, I guess when you turn ninety, it's like well, maybe I should quit smoking. But we always joked it's basically the tobacco tar that's holding her together. <laughs> On Wednesday, one Massachusetts grandma had a substantial reason to crack open a cold one, according to USA Today. One hundred and three year old Jenny Stigna Stigna Stigna. It's Polish, so I... Yeah. So I have no idea. (laughs) But she won her fight against coronavirus and celebrated by drinking a good old Bud Light. Polish grandmother first tested positive for the virus three weeks ago and was subsequently put in a separate ward in the nursing home where she resides, though her battle with the virus uh, was tumultuous and her family even prepared for their final goodbyes via phone because visitors were prohibited. Uh, the re- resilient Ms. Stigna, Stigna, that's going to bother me. That's fine, just go. Uh, bested <laughs> the condition and made an inspiring recovery. Naturally, the 103-year-old. Oh, I was just going to say, like, that's got to be, like, real rough right before that. Because like, everyone's, like, getting ready, like, you know, saying their last goodbyes. And, and then all of a sudden, no, she's fine. Oh, oh, we're going to do that again. And like, the granny rolls over and is like, get me a beer, Billy. Let's go. Okay, granny. Naturally, the 103-year-old had to celebrate, and the special moment uh, was thankfully caught on camera in a video that has since gone viral of uh, her attendant. One of her attendants hands her a beer that she happily sips on, delighted by how cold it is. Uh, I mean, I would say like she could have had a real beer, but then again. If you just went through all that, beggars can't be choosers either. Right. I mean, and, you know, game. she's a hun- she's 103. You don't really want to needs toss her a stout. <laughs> here, here. Have have this IPA. Oh. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't have the same effect, I feel like. It's like, "Oh, it's so cold." And yeah. the and the hop aroma is amazing. <laughs> Give her a zombie dust. Here you go, Granny. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, no, get her some uh what would you give? Okay, you're 100 years old, 100 plus years old. You've you've beaten coronavirus. What is the beer you want given to you? I 
think I'd, I would stick with even controversies aside. I would stick by like my be- deathbed beer. I want to be a KBS. Someone has to <laughs> like. I want I want Emmett. Like while I'm dying, he he needs to bring me a KBS. <laughs> He's in renal fa- failure. His liver's going. Get him that KBS now. I know those are two different parts, different he's organs like, that are shutting down, but... Let's speed this along is basically what he's saying. He's like, let's get this De- done. This. De- he would have wanted this. Yeah. He would have wanted this. He wants me to have that insurance policy. Insurance? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> uh, well, uh, Brittany, di- dying beer. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm th- I'm trying to think like what would I? <laughs> Maybe the spotted cow. Mm, that's solid choice. But it's refreshing, you know. I'm I'm just uh, saying, El Coco. Mm. The beer I can't have. Or um, which sounds like kind of not even a thing really, but uh, the. My one of my favorite beers still is the um, one from Braxton, the uh, Dead Blow with Starter. Mm. Mm-hmm. I yes. just, I mean, it's it's one of the best, especially coffee beers I've ever had, and I think it's because it's a tropical stout. It's different, you know. So it's done with dates. And yeah, we thought that was coming back this last winter. Turned out, no, that was just for a one-off tap yeah. room release. We thought it was going to be canned again. Nope. Yeah, but it, that that's still one of my favorite beers. It's it's, okay. it's yeah. So good. Just saying, we need to stockpile these for for the end times. Oh yeah, yeah. you know when <laughs> when the bombs go off and in a couple of years we've been now. eating we've been eating you know irradiated Salisbury steaks. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Fallout lately. Sorry, uh, I want a Salisbury steak. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully, what will we'll, what will not cause our future uh, future apocalypse is uh, untapped check ins leading to secrets being well so we'll we'll never have a chance (laughs) yep no can't have clearance because the popular beer rating app untapped has caught some eight million has some eight million users worldwide providing the platform for beer lovers to share pictures and tasting notes of their favorite brews but a barely believable twist uh one that sounds like it's devised for a hollywood blockbuster it turns out the app has been quietly spilling clandestine government information Oops. (laughs) Oops. <laughs> yeah, see, a little bit. According to researchers from Bellingcat, uh, an independent international collective of researchers, investigators, and citizen journalists, military personnel using Untapped have been inadvertently sharing sensitive and confidential information alongside their favorite IPAs. Wow. Just going to show that the biggest problem with most uh, uh, most security is the people. <laughs> yeah. Like regular, yeah. regular users of the app, members of the military have been uh, using Untapped to discover and share beers with others. But by uploading pictures and checking in at locations, military personnel have also exposed confidential inf- info, including military locations, and in some cases, classified documentation, and even debit card info were revealed. Oh. <laughs> Someone took a picture and didn't pay attention to what was in the background. Wow. Well done. Well done indeed. Uh, by scouring untapped data, researchers from Bellingcat pinpointed users at locations such as the Pentagon. Oh, now that's a check-in. Checked in at the Pentagon. 
secret uh secretive training spaces like Camp per uh, Perry, a facility used by the CIA and uh, DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency. I think that one's mentioned in a few movies. I'm trying to remember exactly. It was like that's where super assassins got trained or something. Hmm. Would, you'd assume it would be like counter assassins because they're defensive. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> Uh, while information is sensitive uh, on its own, the data from the app could also be used to provide further security breaches, uh, as defense uh, security writer Kyle Mizokami points out in a recently published Popular Mechanics article. An intelligence agency could, for example, locate frequent bars by service members near military bases, discover the most popular beer there, and then send spies to in, uh, ingratiate themselves with the personnel ordering their favorite beer and hopefully getting someone to spill secrets. For uh, intelligence supervisors perturbed by the tracking exposure, there's an easy fix to the to this data. Sim users can simply set their accounts to private to better conceal personal locations. Removing military documents from the beer pickup loads would probably help too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> uh, look, if I if I worked in in a, a classified thing. I would be trolling people with untapped check-ins. It would be stuff like, you know, true, you know, true Wals Roswell file. <laughs> like, just set my beer on top of a folder labeled that. And go, yeah, that's that's a pick right there. <laughs> or or one labeled uh, Kennedy assassin, and then a separate one labeled totally not Oswald. <laughs> what about a uh, Bigfoot files or something like that? <laughs> right, like I I would I would be. <laughs> I would just be filling everything with with counterintelligence, <laughs> disinformation, mm. disinformation. Like there's another green tea. Okay, well, okay, that's that's a great transition. But I have to say, oh, who's okay. not paying attention to what's in the background? Of the, like my check-ins. I guess it's just where I'm a whore for these things. But I'm I was like, gonna say you've become it. Like I'm a... like standing there with like one leg up over my head, trying to get the perfect <laughs> angle. I'm like, no, no, the lighting's not right. I gotta go tilt the blinds just a pinch. Yeah, is that you don't it? even no, know. That, that's too much. Gotta go back. Okay, yeah. no, that's not gonna do it. I gotta stack these tables and get this up higher so I can come at it from. He's below. not kidding at all. Yeah, I was gonna say, Chris, you, you, are, you love glamour shots. Is the thing. I do. Yeah. And like, you kind of want like, like. <laughs> just a little bit of like condensation on some of the things just like just the right level like oh look and there's that one b dropping down perfect okay mm. now you're not wrong at all <laughs> I, I i've seen it i wasn't yeah i, no, I blame I'm, myself for getting them on instagram I've stumbled no i don't post crap to instagram hardly you it's, should though i don't know i occasionally do but i caught the one over the Memorial Day weekend because we went down to that one Broken spewed Throne. and whatever. And, yeah, yeah, it's just because. So, FYI, a certain a, a certain host uh, at their brewery they <laughs> overfill their cans because <laughs> I bought a pint glass <laughs> and pint cans, and the cans all carry more beer than the glass holds. <laughs> so I'm like, well, one of these things, and the the glass is 16 ounces. But there's that usual like air buffer space in the cans that isn't there and there. It's like they give you an extra ounce or two of beer, but that caused an overflow. And I was like, no, this is perfect. Got down. <laughs> there's this like sudsy overflow picture on the glass. And I was like, oh, yeah, give it to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do it. 
See, if only Untapped would just can just cross post to Instagram, you'd be just set. Like, what what are they doing? Um, anyway, probably trying to figure out what Horchita, the other green tea, is. Nice. Uh, so <laughs> yes, it seems there is another member in the green tea family, uh, and it's not even green. It's because wait, uh, okay, hold on, no. <laughs> Hojicha is made from roasted green tea leaves, stems, and stalks. It's made from, the... <laughs> it's made yeah. from tea leaves and other garbage. <laughs> the whole damn thing. Just every... It's made from people! <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus, people! But, oh, good. Uh, I was afraid it was going to be tea. The roasted combination of all those things makes it have a uh, earthy reddish-brown hue that makes it look more like black tea or coffee. Uh, very popular in Japan. It's mellow, slightly sweet, and smooth. Uh, hojicha is patiently steeping its way into North America, popping up mainstream tea and coffee houses like Starbucks, and flooding social media sites. But how does this emerging trend compare to its ancient green tea ancestry? Compared to traditionally prepared green tea, which has been around for thousands of years, Hojicha is a relative newcomer to the tea scene. It's said to have ha- debuted in the 20s in Kyoto, Uh, the roasted result of tea merchants attempting to make economic use of the stems and stalks that were mixed among the green tea leaves during harvest. Apparently, the aroma of the roasted concoction was so inviting, it brought passersby into the shops. Hojicha is a general term for any roasted Japanese green tea, so it may be uh, made from sencha, bancha, or kukicha. Uh, Leaves, stems, and twigs, depending on the preference of the tea maker. Variations produce slightly different flavors and aromas. All Japanese green teas are made from leaves steamed right after harvest. What makes hojicha different is it uh, it is then roasted at higher temperature, uh, which affects the nutrient profile and flavor. Roasting breaks down the compounds, caffeine, tannins, flavonoids, uh, that make tea bitter, tasting, and acidic. Flavonoids seems like a uh, like a failed... Uh, uh, failed like collectible card craze. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were going to like the Noid. I was, I was like, where's he going with this? Like, could could be the Noid. Could have been the Herculoids, but T Noid. Like he comes in and ruins your tea. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what, some what, people like. I, I'm no, I'm not gonna go there. I was gonna say, what's he dip in it to ruin it? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> the result. Step. Is a milder brew that has a toasted flavor that's slightly nutty, sweetie, or sweet and smoky, with less of a caffeine jolt. With slightly um, nutty, I think we know what he dips. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, please just ignore, please no peanuts. <laughs> no, no, we're we're going there. Uh, so green tea is well known for its health benefits, of course, uh, because of the antioxidants and such. Um, it fights inflammation, protects cell damage, or for, from cell damage. Um, but it also contains an amino acid, L-thionine, which produces a calming effect to reduce stress. While roasting does lessen the amounts of these health-protecting compounds, research shows that roasted tea has high antioxidant activity and is beneficial to human health. Hojicha, available as a loose tea or a fine powder, might just be a great addition to Tea Lover's collection uh, or a worthy new taste for someone who likes the idea of tea's benefits, but without the bitterness and caffeine. <laughs> I smell an episode coming out of this. Yeah. Possibly. Although, uh, sounds, the idea of a fine caffeine. powder just makes you go, oh yeah, gotta, gotta freebase that, uh, 
yeah. freebase that hojita doing <laughs> lines of hojicha the, hojicha the fine powder thing like yeah it gets tricky because it, it makes me think of like the matcha stuff and it's just like so if you don't mix that correctly or or, or well it, man that's gritty as hell Does it, it's more like heroin then yes <laughs> well that's why you get the spoon and then you gotta have to like cook it there it's the whole yeah, thing no, yeah exactly uh speaking of nothing <laughs> speaking like, of heroin where are we going yeah there's there's nowhere to go from here so instead let's let's talk let's just shift gears speaking of people who do heroin <laughs> Do you need to file your taxes? Are you? Have you not yet? You know, you, you, you. If you do, you could get some free Natty Light. Oh boy! <laughs> well, nothing puts it a damper on a good mood quite like tax season. I mean, preparing financial statements and tax returns can leave even the most enthusiastic accounting guru frustrated in need of a stiff drink. I don't know. I've worked for people who <laughs> I've worked for a regular paycheck rather than, uh, you know, mm. very convoluted tax filing. So, yeah, it's just, OK, here's everything. Well, in order to ease the pain of the season's tax related trials and tribulations, Natty Light is offering free booze for anyone who turns in their completed tax return by July 15th. Typically, April 15th is the deadline, but the IRS extended the, the deadline because the IRS could not report to work. <laughs> right. Anyway, the uh, beer giveaway comes from a partnership between Natty Light and the online tax preparation uh, platform Tax Act, according to a press release. Well, the process is not as taxing as filing nah. the tax return. It's not my pun. Uh, there are a few steps, a few small steps involved. Those wishing to claim their free drink must file through the ta through Tax Act. Oh, thank God I'm safe. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want one just showing up at my door accidentally. They can then purchase a 24-pack of Natty Light Seltzer beer or Natter Days. Oh. Uh, mm -hmm. And upload, uh, upload the receipt and tax filing account comp uh, confirmation onto the Natty Light, Natty Light website. Once processed, the drinkers will then receive a rebate for their purchase. Okay, so you actually have to go out and seek the Natty Light rather than it just being delivered to you. Gotcha. Here's hoping the... Hmm? It would have been a bit more convenient if they had shipped it to you, given these I was going to say, they're just... You know what? They're, they're really missing the mark here. They got to do the Google Nest mini approach. <laughs> T-shirt cannon. <laughs> To work. Hey, thanks for filing your taxes. Would you like a beer? Uh, yeah, we're gonna get you a free Natty Light. You know what? I've changed my mind. Uh, anyway, here's hoping the process will be faster and easier than receiving a rebate from the IRS. Hmm. Um, rebate? yeah. People get rebate. They don't owe. Really? <laughs> what? What is that? I mean, they they probably will next year. Yeah, that's a, hey, guess what? Uh, quick FYI to anyone who's uh, been on, uh, been unemployed through this whole thing that's going going down around the world. Um, that extra stimulus money you've been getting, like that 600 bucks a week, 
yeah, they're they're gonna make you they're gonna tax that. Yeah, they've already said that. So buckle up and get ready. Yeah, ta- just, tax just time next up. time is not gonna be as good as we're hoping. Yeah, no, it's not gonna be a pretty season. So just set some aside for that and get ready. Just just an FYI and heads up to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're needing to make ends meet, maybe perform a daring wine heist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heist. Always a good decision. Uh, for as long as the alcoholic beverage industry has existed, there have been epic and sophisticated heist attempts. Whiskey, wine, you name it. It's got alcohol in it. Someone has tried to get their hands on a bottle with a five-finger discount. We've, we've talked a lot about some Ocean's Eleven-esque yeah. heists that have happened in the, just the like <laughs> some well, recently like i say we've not even we're coming up on five years and in those five years like we have read through a number yeah that mm-hmm. have just happened like it's been i would like to see some of the best in history like we need to go through that like that best, needs to be a listicle <laughs> best heists uh for liquor yeah. wine and whiskey and like people going through these daring feats to steal bottles yeah <laughs> Is it would we limit it to just stealing or are we also going like smoking the bandit route like best smuggling? smuggling I would think either and, um or like a top five of each, each counterfeiting. One. Counterfeiting yeah. is huge. In oh, wine. that's yeah, that's probably the biggest. We've done one. so well, we've done more counterfeiting stories than we've done. We're coming yeah. into June right now, and we how many counterfeiting stories have we done this year? Like three or four. <laughs> yeah, and all of them for like multi million dollars. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so despite an ongoing global pandemic, it seems some, like some things never change. Hot on the heels of a recent whiskey heist in Georgia, a California man tried to score some free wine this week in what can only be described as an absurd and barely believable attempted robbery. I mean, that's what? usually what happens with these, too, because they're wanna, drunk. Yeah, I want to say it's always fuse light here and... I know, like I've got, the, I've got it in my head, but I and like then I, and then I pull off that. my, I was gonna say I pull off my mask and reveal that I'm actually Chris this whole time. <laughs> so okay, I think it's it, very confusing. Interjecting here, uh, I watched Mission Impossible Fallout last week. It's actually a really good movie. I haven't Henry. watched any of those movies, and I am very interested. To, I'm very interested to try and watch them. Watch no you uh, when Simon Pegg hits them they become gold. They're, I mean they're good because, because Simon Pegg. Bing Rames is great. Bing Rames is in every one of them. I was gonna say Bing Rames is almost always great. Yeah, eh. uh, Bing Rames is great. He's all, like he's the like perfect sidekick through all of it. And then Simon Pegg hits, and when you're like a nerd, that just immediately like oh Simon Pegg's in it now. Mm-hmm. And so you, you're just drawn to it. And then when they, <laughs> the, the idea now one, of Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise being like BFS. friends, yeah, well, is the last weird... one they throw Henry Cavill in it, and they're like, Here's some Cavill for you. And you're just like, Oh, <sighs> underappreciated Henry Cavill, he is. Like, he also warm. has to load his gun, load his uh arms, his punches like they're guns. Like, <laughs> I told Brittany, like, the next morning when we got up, I was like, No. Cavill is actually an amazing actor. He got shafted so hard on this Superman thing. He and he he did he just doing such a good job for having such a bad script. Yeah. And bad direction. But anyway, let's let's go on to the heist cuz <laughs> okay. we can I could talk about missed this opportunities with DC. Episode. Yeah. That's a whole separate that's a drunk talk if we ever planned one. Uh <laughs> on Tuesday in Turlock, California, uh, the suspect flagged down a. Wait, are there dinosaurs? 
Sure. Uh, down Cherokee Freight Lines tanker truck carrying massive quantities of red wine, according to the Turlock Journal. Uh, the truck pulled off of the highway to help, but after witnessing strange behavior from the male, later identified as Gabriel Moreno, the truck driver drove off. As he did, the driver noticed drastic changes in his liquid gauges and was forced to stop again. Uh, upon inspection of the truck, the baffled truck driver found Moreno tucked under the tanker. The thirsty culprit was guzzling wine straight out of a tanker valve, depositing dozens of wasted gallons of in wine in the process. The California Highway Patrol and the Turlock Police Department soon responded to the scene, arresting Moreno on suspicion of vandalism, suspicion, as well as driving on a suspended license. <laughs> of course he was. While everyone could use a drink right now, there are definitely easier and legal ways to enjoy a glass of wine. So this is why, uh, if anyone watched Breaking Bad, why the train heist episode, they had to have, like, the reason Walter was so adamant, they rehearse it over and over again, every outcome. And this wino clearly did not have the resolve <laughs> that Walter White did. Well, he's already on a suspended license, so it kind of makes you wonder what else happened before that. I like to think the rest of his team just cut and ran at that point. And there's like, nope, we're cutting cutting our losses here and forget. See, this. you're you're envisioning a very elaborate, like he's got a plan. What I'm thinking of is he just sees this truck, sees it's filled with wine. Yeah, I can get he that. He wouldn't know it's filled with wine. It wouldn't it's not like it'd be rolling down the road with the big thirsty oh. full of wine. <laughs> no no i like to think it does and he just comes in he's like all right and he just grabs a crazy straw hangs underneath the car the, the truck and then just goes all right where's that hose i love it's, that it's like my like, favorite thing is guzzling from the the valve yeah. on he the just, tanker truck. Like, on the tanker truck popped the valve and just had his face in there gallons dumping at his face can you imagine i, I would get so sick <laughs> it's it's as though how would you know like even so it's, it's like if when you were a kid did you ever think when you saw the the gas stations or truck stops where the the refueling trucks just had the coffee on it and you saw that on the back and you're, <laughs> you're like, like oh is that thing a lot of, of coffee yeah, you're like, yeah. thing full of coffee <laughs> yeah <laughs> like when i was like five i thought that yeah, Best I mean, part of waking like, up is coffee off the truck. <laughs> yeah. I was five. I didn't know. I, I never would. I think I thought the same thing. Like, have you? I, I don't expect a, a tanker truck like that to be full of wine if there because I know of a location that uh, distills whiskey and ships it by tanker truck. <laughs> To other locations, I'm not planning a heist. I saw one once that for legal them. purposes, we're not planning a heist. Okay, for guys. legal purposes, we are not planning a heist on the new Rift Distillery that is <laughs> a quarter mile away, or the Dueling Barrels Distilling Facility in Pikeville, Kentucky, that has to ship the liquor elsewhere to be aged. There's, there's no, I don't know what you're talking about. We've not been thinking this through at all. <laughs> Let me I'm just, just get, saying, the, let me just get the, these maps out of frame. I'm just saying having distilling facilities that aren't adjoined with your aging warehouses is a bad idea and is asking for trouble, and this wino just proved it. Uh, you know, maybe 
he you know what he need probably needs to to have something to eat kind of sober up he can go to a nice restaurant filled with people in, in a sense so walking backstage at a theater at a toy store or even a hair salon it's not uncommon to come across costumed mannequins uh, now it won't be uncommon to see the lifelike doll. I don't like calling them dolls in some <laughs> restaurants either. In an effort to get creative amidst uh, cautious restaurant reopenings, the Michelin-starred restaurant in uh, a Michelin-starred restaurant in Virginia is adding mannequin guests to its dining room seating chart. According to CNN, the Inn at Little Washington is interspersing the mannequins at dining room tables to add ambiance and fill empty space. <laughs> no. <laughs> are they gonna be pumping in fake conversations like a crowd oh. talking also into the room to kind of i would have it? each mannequin with its own like tape recorder <laughs> like or tape player like in there like just saying a thing but then i would put them with other mannequins where it clearly does not work and that yeah. those would be the tables i would call bad dates <laughs> this unique measure adheres to 50 percent capacity reopening laws Keeping patrons safe, also adding theatrical fun to the eating area. No, oh boy, that's what everyone wants: theatrical okay. fun during their uh, dining experience. So, so like mannequins with heads, right? Not, not like those those weird like headless, armless ones that you. I'm oh, sure it's like as opposed to what? As I'm sure they're going to have heads and not just be the torsos <laughs> or something. Uh, chef and owner Patrick O'Connell and James Beard, Lifetime Achievement Award recipient, said the Inn at Little Washington is a space for living theater. <laughs> and the addition of mannequins fully reaffirms this lighthearted philosophy. And yeah, it seems that they've had quite a few bookings. <laughs> That's just, it's great. Like the, they have a picture on the article and I was, it's creepy as hell. Like just, yeah. I no. <laughs> you know, I think... They probably have it in their budget to hire Kim Cattrall to sit at one of these. And I mean, they could get Dan Harmon to do it for free. It makes me think they of just the, gotta surrender some mannequins. Well, Dan Harmon didn't play a mannequin. It makes me think of in I Am Legend, like the, that creepy as hell, Ugh. and like right. sad. <laughs> Upon reopening on May 29th, O'Connell and his staff will, will encourage guests to take advantage on the 29th. So it already happened. It, it happened yeah. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, take advantage of the socially distanced statues, allowing customers to take pictures with the 1940s era mannequins. So they're going to be some. Yeah. Oh, that's that's, that's creep creepier. Yeah. <laughs> and participating in a theatrical fun. Uh, the staff will also interact with the mannequins, stopping nope. to check on them nope. to paint a full picture. See, so we were talking about. This I'm, I'm fine with that part. I would take it the next step and start moving the mannequins while the the guests start paying attention. So, like, okay, just... we, the pre-show conversation. These are the ways we took it. Uh, Justin went the route of if he were a staff member, what he would be doing. So, actually, I. What I would have been doing this whole time would have been arranging elaborate pulley systems so they didn't have to even see me and I could just pull a lever and then all of a sudden just rrr, rrr, and they just keep switching into different poses like they're turning and their arms are raising. Just picturing the thing from like Home Alone, <laughs> the first one. Whereas I was going the other route as if I were a patron. I would be purchasing drinks. I would pick a mannequin, and that mannequin would be my mannequin for the night. And I would oh, see that that right there. That sentence is creepy. Mm -hmm. 
Or if if they were going, if they have a bar and they were going as far to put mannequins at the bar, I would saddle up to the bar and be just like making small talk with a mannequin and buying them drinks. Only just to be weird. See, you could have only done this like during your mustache phase for <laughs> oh, yeah. in November, and then you could have dressed like uh, was it Ryan Gosling and Lars and the Real Girl? Oh God, oh, yeah, it's creepy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't think it's any worse than what we were. <laughs> or um. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's the there's a walking walking phoenix one. walking phoenix and her. Yeah, yeah, but that's a that's that was an problem. AI situation. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was just, I was about to say it, and then I was like, oh wait, that's not the same thing. But it had the same creepy factor. <laughs> uh, yeah. Although well, if one of them looked like the the thing from Ex Machina, then then you I was just run. Say, no, there there is a there's a tip top of that creepiness, and it's Ex Machina, which I watched, <laughs> and afterwards I was like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> It's like at the end of it, your brain just flies out of your. It's it's like the Terry Crews Old Spice commercial where his brain shoots out of his head and starts screaming. And you're just like, what? Uh, this it was a weird choice for 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 uh, father and son movie day. <laughs> no, no, I mean we watched Chernobyl and he laughed at a lot of. You know, yeah, fair moments. enough. Oh, we always end on the best notes. So we'd like to remind everyone at this point, this is our news only show, but we also do a weekly long form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to either patreon.com slash have a drink show, or you can go to haveadrinkstore.com and check out some of the items we have available there. And uh, we will see you again in another couple of weeks for the next live episode. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>